Production. Recorded live. Hello, everybody. This is Larry Phillips, and welcome, Luis Drez, um, California, and three. We're going to start playing a service that we did earlier for the first 20 minutes, so just stay with us. Uh, if one of you would tell me if it's coming through, okay, I'd appreciate it. Based upon um, the talk shoe program that we're going to be having this morning, this evening at 7:30, and so you'll hear this uh, broadcast if you join us on talk shoe. Uh, just uh, as far as a few announcements, we were in Joplin today. Sovereign Grace Baptist Church, Michael Smith, had a good time of fellowship with him. And he continued his study today on the Son of Man, which is a really excellent study. And also, uh, we had um, a good time of fellowship after the service as well. We're going to be singing a song tonight taken from the uh, Gadsby and Hart Hymnal, and it is entitled Election, and uh, it's, we're actually singing this to the tune of Close to Thee, and uh, it's a good, good song, and so we hope that you enjoy that. And then we're going to be also singing a psalm. Um, and then we're going to sing a song out of the old school hymnal. So, anyway, the first one we're going to sing is taken from John 10:28 and John 15:16 <laughs> and Mark 13:20.
Answer when I call, O God, who justifies. In my stress you free me, hear and embrace my cries. Sons of men, how long will you my glory shame? Will you love what's worthless? Will I be your reign? Know the Lord is saints has set the pardon grace, and the Lord will hear me when I seek his face. Tremble in your anger, yet from sin depart on your bed in silence. Speak within your heart. May you sacrifice now. Sacrifice is just. In the Lord yet only. Placing all your trust. Who will show us goodness. Many people say. The light of your face, Lord. Lift on us, we pray. You have given my heart greater joy by far. Failing grain and new wine, most abundant are. So in peace I lie down, I will rest and sleep. For, O oh Lord, you only will me safely keep. Okay, the last one is taken from the old school hymnal. Could you hand that to me, please? Um, I was a wandering sheep, and all of God's elect at one time or another were wandering sheep. And it says, I did not love the fold. I did not love my shepherd's voice. I would not be controlled. I was a wayward child. I did not love my home. I did not love my father's voice. I loved afar to roam. The shepherd sought his sheep. The father sought his child. He followed me o'er vale and hill, o'er deserts waste and wild. He found me. It says nigh to death, but we were already, we were spiritually dead. He found me totally dead, famished and faint and alone. He bound me with the bands of love. He saved the wandering one. Jesus, my shepherd is, t'was he that loved my soul. T'was he that washed me in his blood. T'was he that made me whole. T'was he that sought the lost, that found the wandering sheep. T'was he that brought me to the fold. T'was he that still doth keep. I was a wandering sheep. I did not love the fold. I did not love my shepherd's voice. I would not be controlled. I was a wayward child. I did not love my home. I did not love my father's voice. I loved afar to roam. 
the shepherd sought his sheep, the father sought his child. He followed me o'er vale and hill, o'er deserts waste and wild. He found me totally dead, famished and faint and lone. He found me with the bands of love. He saved the wandering one. Jesus, my shepherd, is. Was he the love my soul? Was he that washed me in his blood? Was he that made me whole? Was he that sought the lost? That found the wandering sheep? Was he that brought me to the bolt? Is he that still the feet? Well, we're looking forward to a time of fellowship after this service uh, with the brothers that will join us on TalkShoe. Um, it's always good to have a time of sharing and fellowship, uh, especially those who are of like faith and understand that God has chosen us in him um, before the foundation of the world. And there's a lot of implications to that. Uh, I want to just recap some of the things that were talked about this morning in the service uh, up at uh, Joplin. And I want to look at some of the scriptures that uh, were, were, was brought up there with Michael Smith. Um, first of all, you know, we've often heard about the fact that we were born in the image of God. Now, Adam was born in the image of God. Um, Adam and Eve were born in the image of God. And you can look and reference that, of course, in Genesis. And uh, we won't go there. But uh, the important thing is to realize that something happened when Adam sinned. Uh, we, were, we all died in Adam. And when we died in Adam, we no longer had the image of God um, because we began to die and God doesn't die uh, Christ lives forever and uh, we also must realize that Christ was the first man before Adam and he was also the second man after Adam <laughs> um and uh, we're going to see a little bit of that pointed out to us when we read some of the scriptures. Now, we also know that Christ is our representative. He is our mediator. He's our substitute. The reason being is it was a covenant between the um, Godhead that Christ would come and pay a ransom for his uh, people and that he would save his people from their sins. Now, one of the things that was pointed out by Michael this morning, which is so true, that there's a difference between sovereignty and being all-powerful. Um, sovereignty means that God determines what he does and does not do. In other words, there's a passage that tells us that, for an, for an example, that God cannot lie. So God 
in his sovereignty is all-powerful, but his sovereignty determines how he uses his power. You know, and then also we find that uh, there are many, many passages throughout the Bible that talk about um, the fact that Jesus Christ has always been. And there's a lot of people out there that want to say that because um, the Old Testament saints Christ had not died yet, that their salvation did not come until after Christ died. But we know there are many, many scriptures in the Bible that talk about the fact that he is from everlasting. He is a priest who has no beginnings and no endings. And so if he has no beginnings and no endings, he has an eternal priesthood. And if he's a priest, that means he is a mediator. He is a perfect sacrifice. And so he was a perfect sacrifice for the Old Testament saints, just like he was a perfect sacrifice for the New Testament saints. And... um, There are many, many passages that we could go to to show this uh, eternal priesthood of God. And I would just want to point out, if you want to look up some of these scriptures, because I obviously we don't have time to go to all of them today, but you can go and look at some of these scriptures. Of course, you can go to uh, Colossians, the first chapter, and read through that which shows that Christ was um, all things are of Christ. He created all things, and by him all things consist, Christ. You can also see uh, evidence of um, his sovereignty and his, his eternal Son of Man and Son of Godhood in the following chapters, Isaiah 89, I mean Psalm 89, 15 through 20. Isaiah 32 points us to Christ. Acts 2, 22 through the end of the chapter also shows us the reality that David even knew who Christ was. <clears throat> and then in Zechariah, the 13th chapter points us to Christ. And Jude, the 25th verse also points us to Christ. So that's just kind of a summary uh, this morning of what some of the things that we, we covered in a very quick summary. But now I want to go to look at something that uh, we have probably looked at before um, that I think bears re-looking at again today. And this is not going to be a real long sermon because <laughs> I know we've got people on wanting to fellowship and to um, uh, share with us. Um, but anyway, I want to go to the book of Hebrews, and I want to go actually to the fourth chapter of Hebrews, and I want to look through um going through some of this. 
Beginning with the first chapter, let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he says, I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. Seeing therefore, it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached enter not in because of unbelief. Again, he limited a certain day, saying in David today, after so long a time as it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For Jesus had given them rest, or if Jesus had given them rest, then would he have not afterwards have spoken of another day. Therefore remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us therefore... Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Dear Lord, I pray that you would help us today as we seek to discuss this passage of Scripture. May your name and your Son be exalted in everything that's said. We ask in Christ's name. Amen. I want to look at this from a little bit different perspective today, um, maybe a little differently than I've looked at in the past um, by looking at some specific verses and then examining some things that are going on within the heart of all believers, okay? He says in verse 9, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. He also says in verse 10, he that entereth into his rest, he also has ceased from his own work, as God did from his. Now, I want to focus in on in verse 10, uh, to just for a short period. He that has entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works, as God did from his. We are shown in Genesis where God ceased from his works, and on the sixth day, we also see that Jesus Christ worked a work when he came here to this earth. And he said he worked the works of God. He did the thing that God sent him to do. He came to save his people from his sins. And we see that he rested, okay, 
when he was put three days in the grave, and prior to that, on the cross, he said, it is finished. It is finished. And when it was finished, he rested from the work that he completed here while he was on this earth. And he says in the 11th verse, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Okay? Now, one of the things that we can do uh, to labor, to enter into that rest, is to cease from our works. Uh, and so the question that I have for everyone today is, are you relying on the works, your works, uh, for any way in your salvation? Are you, are you relying on the merits of your good works to try to win yourself over to God? Uh, there are so many people out there that are in what I call a works religion. They're in a works religion. It doesn't matter uh, what you're talking about as it relates to people who are involved in this works uh, salvation. In the ninth verse, it says, Therefore remaineth therefore rest to the people of God. And he that has entered into his rest has ceased from his own works. He has ceased from his own works. I, I talk to people, and, and, and I've talked to people in the past, and you, you might ask them, you know, what is your religion? And they'll go, well, I'm a pretty good person. You know, I'm a good moral person. I had a doctor, a medical doctor, tell me that he felt like God had a scorecard. And he was measuring all of the good works and all of the bad works. And if his good works outweighed his bad works, he'd make it into heaven. I've had people tell me that there are many things that uh, uh, bring about. I had a, a, a Roman Catholic tell me that he was working his way to heaven. He told me the reason he was purchasing all of these radio stations, Catholic radio stations, was it was going to, uh, he was working out his salvation with fear and trembling. I buy these Catholic radio stations. And I asked, and he said, he said he was being saved by his works. A lot of people believe that they are the things that they do in life are what brings merit to God. In other words, it's kind of like, remember when you were in the Cub Scouts and you got merit badges for doing certain things? People are in Jesus' Cub Scouts, and they think that they are gaining merit badges for every time they go to church, every time they put some money in the offering plate, uh, every time they go out and visit somebody in prison, Every time they go to choir practice, all those things are merit badges. And if they do enough of those good things, then they're going to uh, they're going to land in paradise one day. Well, according to this passage of scripture, it says uh, in verse uh, um, Twelve, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the divider, sunder of soul and spirit, and the joints of marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifested in sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him whom we have to do. 
seeing then that we have a high, great high priest that's passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Jesus Christ is the one who paid our sin debt. Jesus Christ is the one his blood. Jesus Christ is the one who rose again. Jesus Christ is the one who made propitiation for our sins. Jesus Christ is the one who is seated at the right hand of God, making intercession for us. So why do you think that those people that are going back into a works religion are are so reliant upon their works and not the works that God has already accomplished? Why is that? You know, there are many psychologists that talk about how that you can pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. You can visualize yourself into uh, actualization. You can set goals and accomplish those goals by the activity, daily activities that you do. Uh, You can, just by making a decision, change the course of your life and on and on and on. And uh, the in contradistinction to all of these teachings, Scripture tells us there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. He that has entered into his rest, meaning into Christ's rest, we've entered into Christ's rest, we've ceased from our own works. No. I know that during this uh, summertime, I've gone by many churches, and on the outside of the church, they'll have signs about uh, DVBS, Daily Vacation Bible School. And they'll have these vacation Bible school programs, and they'll have all the things for the little kiddies to do. And they'll talk about to these children, here's what you need to do for Jesus, you know. And uh, I remember you know, as a child singing some of these songs that emphasize a person's works, you know. You know, um, you know, be careful little hands what you do. Be careful little feet where you go. Be careful little ears what you hear. Be careful little eyes what you see. And then there was the other one that says, you know, uh, we all pull together Pull together, pull together. All pull together, how happy we will be. Well, look, you can't do anything. You can't pull together. One thing you can do is fight each other. You know, remember that that verse? Well, we all fight each other, how sad we will be. But, you know, the only way we're going to pull together, there's, the only way we're going to have any desire to not look at evil things and to hear good things, and to see good things, and to say good things, is if we are resting in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You know, you know, our righteousness is not something that is just moral, good moral behavior. Okay, our righteousness is imputed to us because Christ has already has already covered our sins. You know. He's already covered our sins. He is the great high priest. He is the um, only mediator between God and man. God has given him a name that's greater than any name that the name of 
Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess Jesus Christ as Lord. And so um, I know that this has been a, a rather uh, brief uh, message, but I hope we will take it to heart. And then I think we have a final selection out of the old school hymnal, page number 517, 517, and I hope that we will remember to enter into the rest, and Christ is the one that gives us the rest to enter into. Um, this uh, song we're going to sing is, How Can I, a Lowly Mortal, Born in earthling, formed to play, seek to praise the Lord Jehovah, who has turned my night to day. How can such a one of Adam, long estranged from God above, hope to find his blessed favor, hope to know his blessed love? For his eye is far too pure to look upon this sinful frame. His own perfect being never can accept my sin and shame. Oh, that I knew where to seek him, oh, that he might smile on me. But unless my sin is covered, such a joy can never be. But, oh, listen, do you hear it? Do you hear that glad new song? It is telling how the Savior has been sent to claim his own. Blessed Jesus died to save me, save me from the fatal sting. Now I know that he's my Savior. Praises to my Lord and King. How can I, a lowly mortal, born an earthly form of play, seek to praise the Lord Jehovah, who has turned my night to day. How can such a one of long estranged from God above, hope to find his blessed favor, oh, to know his blessed love. For his eye is far too pure to look upon this simple frame. His own perfect being never can accept my sin and shame. Oh, that I knew where to see him. Oh, that he might smile on me. But unless my sin is covered, such a joy can never be. But oh, listen, do you hear it? Do you hear that glad new song? It is telling how the Savior has been sent to claim his own. Blessed Jesus died to save me. Save me from the fatal sting. Now I know that he's my Savior. Praises to my Lord and King. Now one of the things that I want to say is that we have uh, always been loved by Christ. You know, uh, he came to save his people from their sin. And... Uh, we know, though, that we've been chosen in him from the foundation of the world. All right, I'm going to now go into the time of fellowship and end this call.